What's up, folks? What's going on? Welcome to episode 116 of the Spun Today podcast. I'm your host, Tony Ortiz. Thank you very much for listening. This is the final episode of the year. The last time you will hear recording from yours truly in the year 2018. Unless you're hearing this sometime in the future, then you're kind of like audio time traveling or something. Um, I decided to record this uh, bonus episode of the Sponsored Podcast, uh, this uh, final random random rant episode, because I kind of sort of feel bad about re-releasing a couple of older episodes uh, within the past like two months or so. Which I kind of sort of feel bad, but I kind of sort of don't because I want to re-release episodes. Um, but I should re-release them as like bonus episodes, I think. Maybe that's the approach I'll take in in uh, 2019. Hmm. Gotta think that one out. But, you know, sometimes, uh, as in these two occasions, it's, you know, out of my control. Couldn't help it and didn't just want to leave you guys hanging. Wanted to uh, put something out there. And... The benefit is that if you haven't heard an episode that was recorded, you know, three or four years ago, this is was your chance to. Although every episode from episode one of the Sponsored Podcast is and always will be available and free to you fine folks. Um, it's, you know, not everybody that goes back and listens to the back catalog of a particular podcast. And what I re-release is often a episode that I can say stands the test of time you know it's not like a uh random rant episode where i speak more about like current events and like movies and books and tv shows and politics and you know stuff that's kind of sort of happening now at least in my life um it's uh more like audiobooks of short stories that i've written that i re-release for your listening pleasure anywho in this episode, I'm going to speak about UFC Fight Night. Kevin Lee, the Motown Phenom versus Al Iaquinta, which I just saw last night, by the way. I'm recording this on December 16th, and that fight took place on December 15th. I'm also going to speak about watching the show Mr. Robot, season three specifically of Mr. Robot, and beginning to watch the show the office for those of you that are new to the podcast there's a couple ways you can help support rate and review the podcast on itunes stitcher or your favorite podcasting platform another way you can help support the podcast is by shopping on amazon but instead of going to amazon.com go to spuntoday.com and click on the affiliate links tab on my website there you'll see an Amazon banner. Click that, and it'll take you to Amazon.com. There you'll do your shopping like you normally do, and it will not cost you anything extra. But it will help support the podcast just for driving traffic to their website. All right, so UFC Fight Night. I saw... I didn't get to see all the fights. I saw pieces of the fight before the main event, and which looked really good. Um, not familiar with who the fighters were, but the, but they look, both look scrappy. Uh, it looked like a, like a brawl, probably worth going back and, and watching. This was the final fight card on Fox. Uh, 2018 closes out 
the contract that the UFC had with Fox. And uh, 2019 brings on the new contract under ESPN, which makes it, I think, a bit more mainstream, I would think. At least on, like, the sports. That's, like, the sports network, right? UFC. And it's kind of weird. ESPN is owned by Disney, and you can have UFC technically owned, not owned by Disney, but it's distribution, uh, at least for the free fights owned by Disney. It's kind of an odd juxtaposition. But it's interesting nonetheless. And the main event that I was uh, looking forward to and was a hell of a fight was between Kevin Lee, the Motown phenom, from Michigan, Detroit, Michigan, and Al Iaquinta, the New York's own Long Island boy, Al Iaquinta. And Kevin Lee was ranked third or fourth. I want to say fourth in the lightweight division. And Ally Quinto was ranked eighth. I thought, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the fight, by the way, that Kevin Lee was going to win. I thought it would be like a pretty scrappy fight. But I thought Kevin Lee had the tools. He was more well-rounded. I just thought that he he would uh, definitely get the get the W. And Ally Quinto, who... And I believe his last fight was with Khabib Nurmagomedov, and he took the fight with very little notice. I think one week's notice, and he arguably has given uh, Khabib the the most more competition than other fighters that he has fought <clears throat> in a one week's notice. So it's really impressive. So having a full camp and fighting Kevin Lee was kind of like all right now. Let's see what he's going to do uh, against Kevin Lee. Like, if he had that much success against arguably the best lightweight, uh, one of the best lightweights ever in, in the UFC, you know, he should have a very strong showing. I still thought, though, that uh, Kevin Lee would be able to win the fight. I don't know. Just, like, Kevin Lee's, like, style fighting is more, I thought, or I think dynamic, more, has a stronger wrestling base more dynamic striker he's like funner to watch which doesn't really translate in in wins i guess but uh just uh i give him like the creativity points and you know spinning elbows and shit like that you're more more likely to see from him than ally quinta i thought and that kind of wasn't the case i mean it was the case um for the first three rounds of the fight and but Ally Quinta landed, I think, in the very first round. Like Kevin Lee threw a punch, he sidestepped it and gave him like a spinning elbow that landed like flush. And uh, Kevin Lee ate it. And then Kevin Lee ate several punches and and kicks, a uh, kick to the head from Ally Quinta that landed flush. Kevin Lee ate it, he ran through it. And um, he was walking Ally Quinta down throughout the majority of the fight. I would say the first three rounds, 100% Kevin Lee's. Kevin Lee took the first three rounds. Then, uh, momentum started going in the direction of Ally Quinta. Ally Quinta definitely had the fourth and fifth rounds, in my opinion. And in the fifth round, if there were, I would say, an extra minute, maybe minute and a half to the round, I think Ally Quinta would have knocked out Kevin Lee. But 
I still, even if they, if the fifth round is like a 10-8 round and um, the fourth round was Ally Quintas, but I don't think it was like a 10-8. Like it wasn't like a, like a completely one-sided round. Kevin Lee, I thought, handily took the first three rounds. So I thought maybe a split decision, but should be unanimous decision in the favor of Kevin Lee. And it wound up being a unanimous decision in the favor of Ally Quinta, which is weird. I don't know. I guess the, you know, when you leave it up to the judges, like Dana White always says, and a lot of uh, pundits always say, don't leave it up to the judges because you can get an outcome like this. Not that anybody wants, you know, goes in there. I'm sure any fighter goes in there wanting to leave it up to the judges. Like, they all want to finish in uh, convincing fashion. Anyway, regardless, the it was just surprising. But I guess in the judges' eyes, the the fact that, you know, like the last round was a 10-8 round, more than likely. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know what the, what the judges' numbers were, but in my opinion, my non-professional never judged the fight in his life opinion um but just as a fan seemed like a 10-8 round um meaning that it was completely one-sided for ally quinta and the fact that kevin lee was like stumbling towards the end and if there was a little more time he would have gotten knocked out more likely than not maybe all that played in the favor of giving ally quinta the win but even if it went in that direction i think it probably should have been a like a split decision I would think, you know what I mean? Um, but it was a unanimous decision, and it is what it is. Good on uh, L.I. Quinta. I think he called out Connor at the end, too. Um, and, you know, he referenced his fight with Khabib and said that, you know, like, Connor tapped, and if um, the path to a rematch with Khabib would have to go through him, or should go through him, rather, because he's the he's the, uh, the one that gave Khabib uh, the better fight, and of course, everybody knows that a fight with Connor would mean a ton of dough, and it actually is not a bad, a bad setup, I mean, throwing Connor back in there with Khabib is kind of like, you're gonna dilute Connor like, too much, like, his, his mystique, his name, he's just gonna get, like, waxed again, um, so you kind of sort of, like, want to build him up a little bit more, and, like, give him, give him, you know, someone like an ally, Quinta, to fight and like Connor needs a win, you know, he can't just off of like the shit talking and like stuff of that alone, like sell every fight for the rest of his life. Like if he keeps losing, like he needs to mix in a few wins in there and he always comes back from his losses and wins. You know, he did that with Nate Diaz, got choked out, lost, came back and beat Nate Diaz. Um, and he wants to do, to do the same with Khabib now that he lost. Um, but, you know, he took that, like, what was it, a two-year hiatus? And when he fought against uh, Mayweather in boxing, and then he lost that. And so it's kind of like a loss behind the loss back in the UFC, his first fight back in the UFC. Um, So a nice tune-up fight, if you will, before going back against uh, Khabib might make sense. And Ally Quinta would be a worthy opponent, especially with what he just did to to Kevin Lee. Um, that would be interesting. But I would definitely like to see Tony Ferguson um, in there. I would say put Tony Ferguson and uh, versus Khabib for the title. 
that's rightfully Tony's. Still stand by that. And then on the same card, put Ally Quinta and Connor, um, like co-main eventing, co co-main eventing it. And then the winner of each face each other. If Connor wins, he'll face the winner of Tony and and uh, Khabib. And if Ally Quinta wins, he wins the he faces the winner of Tony versus Khabib. I think that's a great setup, and you got one, two, three great fights slated in the lightweight division at the top, regardless of the outcomes of each. That would be very sellable and interesting to watch, and I would love to see that as a fan. As a fan, I spoken about Mr. Robot in the past. I I recently finished watching season three. I know the show is on season four or season five, but I watched it on Amazon Prime, which gets like the seasons like an an episode late, uh, a season later. So they might be showing season five already, and season four is out there. Um, but on Amazon Prime, only season three is available, one, two, and three. So you can stream it for free on Amazon Prime if you're interested. Um, and plus, I, I waited a, a minute before like watching it. The last time I watched it. Uh, season two i finished season two and i was watching season two while i was um uh getting engaged in dominican republic i was watching it around that time so december of 2014 and i just got back to it this year and uh watched season three and it was really really good i recommend it it's it's set in a not too distant future where they draw parallels to what's actually going on in current time. Like Donald Trump is president um, or about to be at least in season three. And they're like flirting with that idea. And it's about like a big, huge company called E Corp being like one of the biggest companies in the world. You know, think like a Google or an Apple or something like that. You have a group uh, like anonymous, like a hacker group, like anonymous called F society and you have other groups like them and it's like heavy on like hacking and these kind of like clandestine digital operations and um, plans to overthrow big corporations and corporate greed and stuff like that. And you get to know characters from both sides, whether it's on like the hacking side or like the, the, uh, corporate ladder side of things you have great actors in it um bobby cavanale was in uh season three which he had a really cool character he is look him up he's been on uh boardwalk empire he played uh chip rossetti and he's been in other things also but he he played a a pretty dope role in uh mr robot the main character uh rami rom rami romley malik uh, it's the guy that recently did the, the Queen movie. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody is the, the Queen bi- biopic. He played uh, Freddie Mercury. So he's a dope actor as well. There is an underground, underground, like, hacking group called the uh, Dark Army. And they're kind of like the shadow government of the world type of thing in this uh, in this show, in this uh, in this. Uh, world created by uh, Sam Esmail and the head of it is played by B.D. Wong which was if you guys remember the show Oz on HBO 
he was the the Asian guy that played the priest in Oz. So it's interesting to see him. He's a he's a dope actor also. I liked him in Oz, and I hadn't seen him in I don't think anything since. I'm sure he's been in stuff, but I just haven't seen him. And he actually plays this like I don't know what the proper terminology would be. It's not a not a trans man or woman. He's a man, and I guess be like just a, like a cross-dresser but he's like a like a cross-dresser with like a split personality type of thing and he is the head of the black army i'm sorry the dark army he dresses as a woman and the woman is supposedly his sister i think he, he says it is and you see him going back and forth between you know being in a very corporate setting in a suit dressed like a man and 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 doing things and then running things on the dark army side both as himself but then you know in a different scene he'll be dressed as uh, as a woman like he has a wig on and a dress and full-fledged woman changes his voice and it's kind of like a split personality type of thing it's interesting weird but interesting and that's his character and there's a really cool scene where he is speaking to his like number one uh like right hand man type of guy he's in like this like rooftop elaborate you know penthouse mansion type of place and uh he tells him to let the guy in and the guy that he lets in is like some pr guy like the the um a public relations person in the united states that deals with very high-end clients and he tells him and by he, I mean B.D. Wong, the head of the Dark Army. He tells him um, that he wants him to back uh, a certain um, politician for president. He wants him to put a positive spin on him and pretty, and get him elected, basically. That's how much like influence this like, Dark Army has. And the PR guy is like, cool. Uh, yeah, sure. You know, we've gotten presidents elected before. Who do you want elected? And he looks at... He looks at uh, the TV, and uh, Donald Trump is on is on TV, and this is before he got elected, for real. And he is, you know, on the uh, political campaign, basically, campaign trail. And the guy looks at him, the PR guy, and he's he's like, "I know the country is desperate, but you can't be serious. He's a complete buffoon." And, you know, he's saying that the the country is desperate. I'm, like, kind of jumping all over the place here. <laughs> but he says the the company is desperate because um, there was just, like, this huge hack on this company, E-Corp. And it caused, like, an economic crisis because they were, like, the, you know, such a huge company. It's, like, the like the bank's failing or something like that, you know. And he was like, I know the the country is desperate, but this guy's a buffoon. You know, they're not going to elect him. And then the the leader of the Dark Army tells him, he turns to him and he says this, this is like dope line um, of, if you pull the right strings, a puppet will dance any way you want. I just thought that was cool. It was kind of like a kind of foreshadowing. Ooh what many people like say or think that Donald Trump is really like a puppet for like the Russians if you're into like conspiracy theories, but more so of a puppet for uh corporate interests and, and stuff like that and monetary gain and shit. 
uh, that was just like an interesting way to play to weave in reality with the with the story, which is pretty cool. Which is something that I try to do and play within my first novel, which is I spoke about uh, a bit more thoroughly, at least from like a technical standpoint, like a writing standpoint. Uh, but from just to share with you guys a bit here on the random rant episode, it's a story about uh, like time travel and certain people having the ability to do so and going back and writing wrongs and stuff like that. But I try to re weave in like real things that have happened historically and just attribute it to things that the a certain team did in um uh in the novel uh, a certain team of like uh, time travelers if you will uh did in in the novel stay tuned to the novel working title fractal coming soon tentatively in q1 2019 but that was a pretty dope scene uh what else in season three you have a bunch more uh, flashback scenes that reveal like different angles and perspectives like sprinkled throughout the entire season that you didn't see uh, before. And it's like flashbacks that revisit scenes that you've seen either in season two or earlier in season three or maybe even season one. And you see uh, like something that you know that happened, but you see it from somebody else's perspective, which is pretty cool. Uh, it gives you like more of a holistic kind of like view of what's going on. Uh, what else? Um, there was a sick scene. This guy, uh, Tyrell Wellick, which is one of like the corporate guys involved, and he winds up like going to the other side and and being like on the hacking side and wanting to bring down that company that he worked for that he was like climbing the corporate ladder of. He has a wife and kid, and and they have like this weird sexually dysfunctional type of relationship where you know like they use sex to like get ahead even if it's like him sleeping with another woman and like the wife knows about it or the wife is sleeping with another man and to like set up these guys and you know like corporate office politics type bullshit and stuff like that pretty much they're like estranged from each other they're like separated but not really and then the wife has like this uh bartender boyfriend guy that she's like using um, to like pin a murder on him um, that would otherwise be pinned on her husband that she's quote unquote estranged from and like that relationship goes bad they split up or whatever and the wife has like this driver guy that's like her her bodyguard as well and he notices their car being tailed like the wife is in the backseat with the infant baby and then he winds up uh, pulling over because he, he notices that they're being tailed by, by a car. And in the car winds up being this like bartender boyfriend guy. And the bodyguard is telling um, him that it's over, that he has to step away, that he never mattered to her. He was just being played, blah, blah, blah. And he gets in the, you know, he fucks him up. He like beats him up, gets in the car. And the wife is like, did you take care of it? And he said, yeah. And then you just see a shot being fired. And this guy who's like the driver um uh bodyguard guy gets killed instantly he gets shot um actually no he doesn't get killed instantly he gets shot like in the chest and arm or something and like blood splatters like all over and the lady screaming and just blood on her face and then um like the little infant baby is like there like in the car seat and then you 
it pans out to outside and the the boyfriend the bartender guy um he's like stumbling towards the car he looks at her and like shoots her in the head and kills her and her blood splatters all over the baby and he doesn't kill the baby or anything like that it's such a like surprisingly traumatic uh scene that you didn't see coming because they were she was a big part of the show the the even the driver guy was a big part of the show because he was like did a lot of the dirty work for for the couple and it was nuts and then long story short the kid goes into like witness protection not witness protection um to like a foster home and stuff like that and then the fbi winds up using that against using the the dead wife and the baby being in a foster home against uh, tyrell wellick which is the guy that used to work for e-corp and then joined the hacker side to try to get information from him about like the hacker side and stuff like that it's fucking nuts uh but that was a pretty sick scene and it was a dope season man uh definitely check it out it's called mr robot again season three is available on amazon I believe season four or maybe even season five is available like on uh, where they give the show, which I believe is USA. Next up is The Office. Now, I started watching The Office. I am about to go change my son's diaper and then come back to tell you about The Office. Right, buddy? You want a diaper change? Say something on the podcast so I can hear you in 2018. Say something. Don't drool on it. Don't drool on the mic. Alrighty, and we're back. And luckily it was a code yellow, not a code brown in the diaper department. Alright, so... I started watching The Office. I had never watched the office before maybe had seen it like flipping through episodes but it was uh flipping through channels or something once upon a time but it was never something that i saw i always knew it was a popular show but i didn't know like the difference between like the british version and the american version and steve carell and ricky gervais and i don't know it was just like a whole world that i chose to like opt out of and speaking to some coworkers, they were telling me that I had to watch it. I had to check it out uh, just to watch like the first couple episodes in uh, the first season. And that I would appreciate it just uh, being that I, I work at an office. Um, they were like, you, you'll always draw parallels between like the characters in the show and like people that we work with and stuff like that. So just on that strength, uh, I, I figured I, I'd give it a whirl and um they're half hour episodes so it's like 20 something minutes each episode and it, they're all on netflix you can stream them and what i do is i save those for like the train ride home from work which is like an hour you know 45 minutes to an hour um an hour and a half you know depending i like uh watch like an episode or an episode and a half on the way home and i've seen um the first two seasons completely and like the first season i think it was only like eight episodes or something like that second season that is a lot it has like 15 16 episodes or 18 or something like that and um like a handful of episodes into the third season and it's true it's really funny 
um really well done it's like the second show i think that used like that first that like um what's it called like single camera type of uh, approach to sitcom and you know like speaking into the camera speaking to the camera you know like breaking the fourth wall uh, I, I believe the office uh, the british version was the the first and then this and set the precedent and uh this show the american version of the office was the second and then you know you have current shows like modern family and stuff like that that follow follow the same format now but they broke the mold of the of the three camera uh sitcom uh which is pretty cool it's really funny you have a, a lot of you know known actors which blew up from from that series like uh steve carell obviously and you have ed helms who's in it patrice o'neill was in it craig robinson also you hear my little guy in the background he's uh jumping up and down in his little like bouncy thing uh, baby Einstein, like bouncy chair thing. Just got home a bit ago with mommy. Um, but yeah, it's a it's an entertaining watch. Uh, one of my coworkers said that it's a like the type of show that you know he loved, and now it's like uh, a show that if it's on, like it, it's something that he like playing the background while he's doing something else type of thing. Similar to like uh for me, like Seinfeld is like that. Like I could always like leave Seinfeld on, uh, like on the TV if it's on, like any rerun or whatever. And while I'm doing something else, and um, uh, I still appreciate it. And the show is really good, man. I'm glad I I decided to, or they they talked me into uh, giving it a shot. And um, like I see it now, like on TV, like reruns now on TV, it's like season eight rerun. And I'm like, holy shit. And then like I'll switch it on just to get like for five minutes to like kind of see, because I'm not really worried about like spoilers or anything like that um you know it's like half hour comedies it's not like that type of of like drama that you're like deep into and you're worried about spoilers but um it's interesting to see like the iterations like in in the future that await me you know if you will or the seasons in the future rather uh the way they like unraveled say something there you go Say something else. Five months old, the youngest podcaster ever. Say that. Do you like this one today, podcast? I'll, I'll take that as a yes. That means you love it, right? Maybe he's not a fan. Is it feeding time? Or do you want to do more podcasting? I'm guessing feeding time. Okay, buddy. But yeah, it's a funny series, and I will probably revisit it sometime in the future in terms of uh, speaking to you guys about it once I'm deeper into the the show. Right now, I just passed the, the part where... Jim actually told Pam that he loves her, which I didn't expect at the end of season two. And then uh, once he got shut down, she wound up like leaving and uh, he wound up leaving and going to uh, the other office branch. But I thought it was going to be like a like a Seinfeld and Elaine, like a Jerry and Elaine type of uh, relationship where 
the romantic drama gets like the suspense where it builds up and keeps uh continually getting like drummed up and but never really happens and i took the opposite approach in the office and um jim kind of put his words hard on his sleeve and went for it at the end of the second season uh that was interesting and uh, then he moved away and then the other office wound up getting shut down so he had to move back and that's pretty much where i'm at with the show right now so now it's the introduction of like that new cast of characters and um yeah it's pretty much where i'm at with it but yeah it's definitely a funny show this definitely parallels that you, you that i've drawn from my co-workers and i'm sure it's like uh they wrote it in a way that traits of certain characters are general enough that you can apply them to different people that you work with or that you know that you're around especially you know being that it's in an office setting <clears throat> it's probably more applicable to uh, people that work in like a corporate or whatever type of environment office type of environment uh what else the oh something else that's interesting uh forgot to mention that the the head of the show is that um recreational marijuana might be made illegal in the state of new york which i always figured new york would follow suit probably sooner than later just because of the tax revenue that's uh, tied to it and it's like an estimated in the first year like three billion dollars worth of revenue that can go to repairing things like the mta and um, public housing and uh, schools like for example in colorado they made a universal pre-k completely free and paid for um and they've had so much um excess revenue from marijuana sales uh the taxing of marijuana that uh, they wound up having to give a refund check to to the residents of of Colorado, um, which is pretty cool. And negative consequences to it, like um, um, that people were uh, purporting uh, before it becoming legal, like uh, violent crimes going up um, is not the case because they've gone down. Uh, DUI-related uh, accidents going up have gone down as well. Uh, underage children using marijuana has have also gone down um uh revenues from the state funding have also gone to funding uh rehab centers and stuff like that for people that that want to rehab like other not not just like marijuana but like other drugs and stuff like that and get off of them they've gone for funding has gone towards that so it's like a no-brainer in terms of tax revenue for a state to do and then when you factor in the medicinal qualities of it and all the anecdotal evidence from um interocular eye uh, pressure relief for uh people with cataracts um appetite uh suppression being uh reversed for people uh, like cancer patients that are on chemo that have no appetite or very very direly need the, the nutrients from from food but can't keep anything down because they're not hungry enough and don't want to eat. And marijuana helps with that, with uh, increasing the appetite for it. One of the most notable for me is the the seizure relief, especially in children, that uh, CBD for marijuana it drastically helps uh, alleviate in kids and, and, you know, adults as well. But it's, it's safe enough for even for, for children. What people have seen, you know, they're small kids 
having hundreds of seizures a day to having a handful of seizures a month from uh, putting uh, droplets of uh, CBD oil under under their tongues. And then for me, the kicker is uh, like the LD50 rate of marijuana, which is the, the lethal dose at 50%, meaning that 50% of the people that take this dose would be lethal uh, for them. And that's it's like a, a metric that all drugs and food um, have an LD50 rate. Like, for example, the LD50 rate of salt, for example, is like 3,000 uh, milligrams. So if you eat 3,000 milligrams worth of salt, which is a shitload, but like, for example, a there's like six grams in uh, a teaspoon. But if you have a certain amount of salt, you die, right? So everything has an LD50 rate. The LD50 of marijuana is consuming 1,500 pounds, pounds of it within 15 minutes, with the, which is humanly impossible, which means it's hu- hu- literally humanly impossible for someone to die of, off of overdosing on marijuana. So that's like the kicker to me. There's like so much positive affiliated with it. And without even getting into like the 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 agricultural aspect of like hemp, uh, that's like a whole discussion in and of itself. But so much uh, medicinal positives to it, and far outweigh any of the negatives. It's just been like stigmatized for so long that I think it's uh, ultimately going to be a positive thing for New York, and and it's a definitely a testament to uh local politics because uh governor cuomo which stated that he's gonna have a um recreational marijuana um proponent in his budget for q1 of 2019 and he's putting it forward because he's gonna have a a democratic controlled senate um which should pass it and before he didn't but um he was against uh recreational marijuana and i think even against um well, actually, not against medical because medical is legal. But he was against the recreational marijuana until the the race that he had with Cynthia Nixon, which she was a, a starch proponent of uh, recreational marijuana. And what local politics does in that sense, or any politics really, but you see more at the local level, I think, more clearly, is that a campaign like that, a primary campaign like that, helps shift even if some someone like cynthia nixon you know people say you know she didn't have a shot in the hell it helps gauge uh public sentiment and public opinion about certain things and then the candidate the incumbent in this case governor cuomo um sees that impact and that influence that her campaign had and helps shift his politics and his policies one way or the other and she was such a starch proponent, and it was like one of the most popular things on our plaf- platform was recreational marijuana, and that obviously had a direct impact on him reversing his opinion on it, and now stating that in Q1 2019 it's going to be part of the budget proposal for New York, New York State, with an estimate of again three billion would it be dollars coming back to the state from its revenue, which is pretty cool. And with that, folks, with uh, this being the final episode of 2018, I'm not going to make a big end of the year uh, hoopla about it, but it has been a pretty dope year. Um, Definitely for me personally, in the sense of uh, having my my wife giving birth to 
my firstborn son, who's now five months old. Pride and joy over there going and learning how to spit and stuff like that. And uh, that's been fun, awesome, life-changing experience in and of itself. And, you know, getting our first place together this year as well and uh, still having my family close, which is really important. Uh, continuing to progress in this endeavor, this writing and podcasting endeavor that I embarked on about four years ago. And since putting out a nonfiction book and um, about to put out my first novel, Q1 2019, look out for it. Fractal is the working title. Uh, all in all, it's been a pretty good year. And I expect to take that momentum into 2019 and wish the same for you guys and hope that we all keep it pushing thank you very much for listening to the spun today podcast in 2018 and here's looking forward to a continued and prosperous 2019 and i definitely can't wait until the baby could actually articulate some words so i can make him say the spun today podcast and uh use him in use his voice as part of my intro in the future definitely looking forward to that all right folks this is episode 116 of the spun today podcast i'm your host Tony Ortiz. thank you very much for listening what's free free is when nobody else can tell us what to be free is when the tv ain't controlling what we see told my niggas i need you through all the fame, you know I stay true. Pray my niggas stay free. Made a few mistakes, but this ain't where I wanna be. Before I'm judged by 12, put a 12 on my feet. Told my niggas I need you. Stay up, I know these times ain't true. Real life was just free. Just a lad, I was cunning, just got a pad out in London. I keep stacking my money, I need a ladder by summer. 8K shots, niggas ducking straight shots. Been a top dog, that's before the Kate dots. Cracking in 06, immaculate showmanship. Talking like you Mitch, disastrous on the strip Holding on your bitch, coulda never sold you a brick With them people, you never been on the list Mona Lisa to me ain't nothing but a bitch Hanging pictures like niggas swinging from his dick We so different, you thought these didn't exist The Megalodon never seen on his wrist I'm from the south where they never make it this rich God is the greatest, but Satan been on his shit Walking the pavement, I pray I'm illuminated over a decade and never nobody's favorite Pot and kilo go hand in hand like we gambling huff My amigo a million grams when we count them and up You was dead broke, I let you hold it back You paid for it, but I fuck around and stole the track Screaming gang gang, now you wanna rap Racketeering charges, caught them on the tap Looking for a bond, lawyers wanna tax Purple hair, got them faggots on your back What's free? Free is when nobody else can tell us what to be Free is when the TV ain't controlling what we see. Told my niggas I need you. Through all the fame, you know I stay true. Pray my niggas stay free. Made a few mistakes, but this ain't where I wanna be. Before I'm judged by 12, put a 12 on my feet. Told my niggas I need you. Stay up, I know these times ain't true. Real life, yeah. what's free? Fed investigations, heard they plying like I trap. 20 million cash, they know I got that off a rap. Maybe it's the Michael Rubens or the Robert Krafts Or the billionaire from Marcy in the way they got my back uh, See how I prevailed and now they try to knock me back uh, Lock me in the cell for all them nights and I won't snack uh, 250 is show and they still think I'm selling crack uh, 
when you bring my name up to the judge, just tell them facts. Tell them how we funding all these kids to go to college. Tell them how we ceasing all these wars, stopping violence. Trying to fix the system in the way that they designed it. I think they want me silent. Oh, say you can see. I don't feel like I'm free. Locked down in my cell, shackled from ankle to feet. Judge banging that gavel, turned me to slave from a king. Another day in the bing. I gotta hang from a string, just for popping a willy. My people march to the city, from a cell to a chopper. If you from the top of the city, you can tell how we rockin'. Soon as I pop up, we litty poppin' like Bad Boy in '94. Big poppin' and Diddy and niggas counting me out. Like my account ain't busy. That's five million twenty. Sit up and count to I'm dizzy. Feeling five hundred thousand, hundred round in a stizzy. Is we beefin' a rapping, I might just pop up with Drizzy. Like what's free? Free is when nobody else can tell us what to be. Free is when the TV ain't controlling what we see. Told my niggas I need you. Do all the fame, you know I stay true. Pray my niggas stay free. Made a few mistakes, but this ain't where I wanna be. Before I'm judged by 12, put a 12 on my feet. Told my niggas I need you. Stay up, I know these times ain't true. Real life was free. In the land of the free where the blacks enslave. Three fifths of a man, I believe's the phrase. I'm 50% of Duce and it's dead free, yeah. 100% of Ace of Spade, worth half a beat. Uh. Rock Nation, half of that, that's my piece. 100% of title to bust it up with my cheese. Uh. Smokes, my niggas won't ever work together. You run a checker, but they never give you leverage. No red hat, don't Michael and Prince me and yay. They separate you when you got Michael and Prince's DNA. Uh. I ain't one of these house niggas you bought. My house like a resort. My house bigger than yours, my spot. Come on, man. My route better, of course. We started without food in our mouth. They gave us pork and pig intestines. Shit you discarded that we ingested. We made the project a wave. You came back, reinvested and gentrified it. Took niggas sense of pride. Now how that's free? And them people stole the soul and hit niggas with 360s. I ain't got a billion streams, got a billion dollars. Inflating numbers like we po' be happy about this. We was praising Billboard, but we were young. Now I look at Billboard like, is you dumb? To this day, grandma afraid what I might say They gonna have to kill me, grandmama, I'm not their slave <laughs> Check out the bazaar, rapping style used by me The HOV, look at my hair free, carefree Niggas ain't there free, enjoy your chains What's your employer name with the hairpiece? I survived a hood, can't no shaitan rob me My account's so good, I'm practically living tax-free Factory, that's me, sold drugs, got away, scot-free That's a C-C-E, copy, kill-free, steal me And expect me to not feel away To this day, you would say, y'all kill me Sucker-free, no shucking me I don't job turkey, say happy Thanksgiving Shit sound like a murder to me Smoke-free, all of y'all calling out toll-free Label rob you for millions, yet you wanna put a hole in me Sugar-free, season but I'm so free You lay a hand on hold My shooter shoot for free I promise World War 3 Send an order through a hands free Kill you in 24 hours The shorter you can't ignore the hand speed On guard it's off the head This improv but it's no comedy Sign I fail, hell nah <laughs> Would you like to receive a short email from me once a week? You know that feeling you have on a Monday at work When you have absolutely nothing to look forward to Except for lunch? Have no fear, the Midday Monday Boost Letter is here. In this short weekly newsletter, you will receive five things. One is a photograph of the week from a photographer, a podcast of the week. I listen to tons of podcasts, dozens and dozens of podcasts, hundreds of episodes, and I cherry pick the best ones and I share them with you here. You'll also receive a video of the week, which could be anything from a rap battle to a TED talk. 
you receive a quote of the week, something to let marinate in your mind, and a word of the week so that you and I can both step up our vocab. So if any of that sounds of interest to you, check it out. Check out the subscribe page at spuntrade.com forward slash subscribe. Drop in your email address and you'll receive the very next one. For any writers or creatives out there, I have a questionnaire. It's a five question questionnaire that anyone is free to fill out. It's located at spuntrade.com forward slash questionnaire. And what it is, is five open-ended questions related to your craft. It's things like what inspires you to write or create whenever you don't feel the inspiration to do so. What are your favorite apps or tools or tricks to trick yourself into getting into the mind state of actually creating? What inspires you, et cetera, et cetera, stuff like that. And what I do with your responses is share them on a future episode of the podcast. Now, you can choose to remain anonymous if you choose to. You have that option right there when you fill out the questionnaire. And if you do not choose to remain anonymous, I give you a shout out on the podcast and promote for free whatever it is that you have going on. So I appreciate you in advance for sharing that with me, as well as the rest of the listeners of the Sponsor Day podcast, which would stand to gain from you filling out the questionnaire. Now, you can help support the podcast in a myriad of ways. One way which does not cost you anything and is most popular within the podcasting community is by shopping on Amazon using my affiliate links banner. So the way that works is you go to sponsorate.com forward slash affiliate links or just click on the affiliate links tab at the top center of the page. And there you will see a banner for Amazon. You literally just click on that and it takes you to Amazon's website where you do your shopping like you normally do. It does not cost you anything extra, but Amazon will give me a kickback just for driving traffic to their website. So that would be a big help. It literally costs you nothing extra financially, just costs you a couple of extra clicks of your mouse before you do your Amazon shopping. The iTunes banner that's on that same page works the same way. So if you're purchasing music or movies or whatever it is on iTunes, feel free to go through my affiliate link portal there as well if you want to make a one-time paypal donation feel free to do so there's a paypal donation button on there as well within that same tab you'll also find a link to the spun today viral style store now the viral style store is a store where you can get spun today merch whether it's a coffee mug or a t-shirt that i personally designed and spoiler alert i'm no I'm no Ralph Lauren or, you know, whoever designs Gucci stuff, <laughs> but I did create the design of those shirts myself. I have a couple t-shirts on there. One that says, for example, right need every day, which is a playoff of Snoop, Dre and Nate Dogs. smoke weed every day. So it's right need every day with like a puff cloud of smoke behind it. I have a podcast versus everybody t-shirt and uh, just stuff like that. So check it out. The link to the viral style store is also there. You can also help support the podcast on a reoccurring basis. If you become a Patreon supporter. Now, Patreon is pretty cool. And it's there's a little um, video explanation of what it is and how it works. But I'll try to do my best to summarize it here. Basically, you sign on to Patreon, which is a free service for your account, and you can support not just myself, but any other 
podcasters or creatives that also have Patreon pages. And you can choose to, for example, donate a dollar to them on a per episode basis. So the Sponsored Podcast has two uh, episodes a month. So if you donate a dollar to it, it'll be two dollars a month, basically. And you set it up and it just happens automatically on a reoccurring basis. There are zero fees. You can cancel at any time. No hassle, no bullshit. And it's uh, it's a cool way to help support and is much appreciated. And also, it's not just like a, for example, uh, a PayPal donation, which is just that. But through Patreon, it allows the creator, in this case being myself, to set up a reward system, if you will. So if you donate a dollar per episode, you are considered a tier one supporter. If you donate three dollars per episode, you are a second tier supporter, etc., etc. And it goes up to four tiers and each tier gets different things like uh, tier one gets a free spontaneous bookmark and a shout out on the podcast. Tier three gets a gets those two things from tier one as well as a free writing piece that's not posted on on my website or available to anyone else etc etc so check that out if you will and uh, visit my patreon page at patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash spun today another great amazing way to help support the podcast is to rate and review it this costs you absolutely nothing whether you listen on iTunes, on Stitcher, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, on Pocket Casts, on Overcast, on Player FM, on Google Play, on YouTube, on Tumblr, or if you listen on Podbay or any other of your favorite podcast apps, please rate and review the episode. It really is the number one way to help the show gain traction, gain exposure. You know, you could also share it with friends or family and tell them, you know, check out what this idiot is saying some of it is actually pretty good or it all fucking sucks and you should listen and laugh but as long as you're listening (laughs) it would be much appreciated so rate and review the podcast wherever it is that you listen follow me on twitter or on instagram at spun today like the facebook fan page at facebook.com forward slash spun today subscribe to my youtube page as well all podcast episodes are available on youtube as well as clipped versions for example with the random rant episodes you know i speak about a bunch of different topics instead of having the full episode alone which is also available on youtube but you also have snippets of the different topics broken up into more digestible chunks so check that out you can also support by checking out my book make way for you tips for getting out of your own way It's a quick, short read if you're looking for some inspiration and motivation. And you can find out more about it at spuntray.com forward slash books. There you'll find a video of me telling you all how the book came to fruition, as well as a couple of audio excerpts. If you're interested, you can purchase it wherever books are sold. Kindle, iBooks, Kobo, an ebook or paperback format, which you can find on Amazon. Also, for being a Spun Today listener, I can also send you a free copy right there on that same landing page at sponsor.com forward slash books. Drop in your email address at the bottom of the page and I'll shoot you over a copy in the format of your choice. And that's all I got, folks. Thanks again for checking out this episode. And as always, substitute the mysticism with hard work. 
and start taking steps in the general direction of your dreams. Thanks for listening.